Welcome to Exploring Possibilities. This is a show where we interview a variety of holistic professionals, lightworkers, and practitioners who are really making a bigger difference in the world. I'm your host, Cheryl Sitz, and it was my intention in creating this show to be able to introduce you to the amazing people that I'm meeting on my own journey. I want you to hear their stories because their stories are an awful lot like our stories, and together we can explore the vast realm of holistic healing and learn how we can co-create holistic sustainability. We need it for ourselves. We need it for our planet. There's a lot of possibilities out there, and we don't often hear about them. This way we can learn and grow together, and I don't want you to hesitate to reach out and connect with anybody you hear who might resonate with you. Special thanks to Mario Rosales of Tech Life Balance for his work in producing and publishing these podcasts and on our Journey of Possibilities website. He's really using technology to make a bigger difference and help us build a community. So thank you, Mario. I appreciate it. Be sure and subscribe to these podcasts by searching for Exploring Possibilities and then subscribing on iTunes, where you can also rate us and help us get more listeners and attract more people into this path. Or if you have an Android platform, be sure and download the Stitcher app and you can subscribe there and you'll never miss an episode. Would you like to be a sponsor of Exploring Possibilities? Your message could be attached to this podcast and heard everywhere it's downloaded and played or played in the car, played at work. You could be all over the place. Just think about the possibilities. Joining me today on Exploring Possibilities is Mari Hall. Mari is such a beautiful woman. She is a professor and doctor of education and social services. She holds an honorary doctorate in theology. As if that wasn't enough, she's the co-founder and facilitator of the annual 21-day virtual Usui Sensei Retreat. She's one of the first masters of Reiki to bring it to the UK or to teach it in Norway and Czechoslovakia. She's taught Reiki to over 50,000 people around the world. She's highly respected in the community. Also the founding director of the International Association of Reiki. And on top of all of that, she's just one of the most beautiful women I've ever had the pleasure of connecting with. Welcome, Mari. My goodness, you got all that out and you <laughs> didn't even breathe. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm delighted to be with you. I really am. <laughs> it's such an honor. And just in the little bit that I've had the privilege of visiting with you, you've had some fascinating stories. So I know that you're going to share some beautiful things with us today. I like to start these interviews by giving our listeners a glimpse at the person and how you came to be on this amazing journey of being such a leader in Reiki around the world. Have you always been this awake and attuned to the energy? Oh, heavenly days, no. I was <laughs> solidly asleep. <laughs> oh. What happened? I was, one, I, uh, I, was uh, I was an accountant. I had a, you know, my accountant uh, my little briefcase and my business suit, and I went to work every day like everybody else. But I was told I was going to be paralyzed by the time I was 40, and uh, I didn't like that at all. Um, I was very close, very close individual. Um, I didn't trust anyone, didn't trust myself especially. And um, But I didn't like what the doctors were saying, and I just wanted to find a way to make them wrong, of course, <laughs> because... <laughs> because Obviously, they were wrong. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. And uh, so I started looking in all kinds of places for an answer, in all kinds of places I never would be in before, you know. Um, and I went to a, a metaphysical bookstore that I, I would never go in a metaphysical bookstore, ever. 
that just wasn't my deal to be in a metaphysical bookstore. And <laughs> I was uh, had walked in, and I was looking in a, a pl- you know, where some books are. And this woman that I had seen, you know, I, I knew her not real well socially, but a friend of a friend, basically. And she came up to me and said, Mari, and she grabbed a hold of me and hugged me, and it shocked me because nobody hugs me. <laughs> Back then, nobody hugged me at all. And uh, I, I could hardly, you know, it just, was just a big shock. So she put her hand where my back problem was, where my paralyzation was starting. I was already dragging my left leg. And um, she talked to me for a few minutes and said, well, I've got to go. And she left. And I was still feeling her hands on my back. So I, I, left, uh, I left the bookstore not finding what I was looking for. Don't know how I thought I was going to find it, but um, it wasn't probably in a book. It was in her. Mm-hmm. And I, I called my friend and asked for her number, phone number. Told her that I could feel her hands on me. I wanted to know what she really did instead of hugging me. <laughs> and I called her and I said, "What did you do to me?" And she said, "I just hugged you." And I said, "Well, I can feel your hands on me." And I, I wondered what that was that you did. And she said, "Well, I, I did a Reiki course." And I said, "Well, well, what's that?" And she said, "I." You know, I I can't explain it. I I did the course, and I'm having the ho- most horrible time trying to tell people what I did. It's like energy, and and you channel it. And I went, oh, now wait a minute. I, I channeling energy? I don't know about this at all. You know, she said, well, now hold on. It works. I mean, I've done it to myself, and I've done it to my children so far, and it, they like it. But why don't you call her? Her name is Iris Ishikuro. And she's going to be here next weekend doing a course again. And she can probably explain it much better than me because she's done it a long time. So I said, okay, well, give me your number. So I called her and asked her to explain it. And she said, you know, it's much easier if you just take the course. <laughs> and, and the experience is the ex- explainer, she said. And I went, oh, yeah, right, okay, she's just selling courses. You know, that was my my mindset then, mm-hmm. being untrue. untrusting so I went by to see her and I thought well maybe she'll sit down with me and tell me about it well she didn't she just ended up selling me the course (laughs) (laughs) not only not only that for Reiki one but also for Reiki two I walked out of there and I thought what has just happened to me I don't believe it I don't believe in it and not only that I've just paid for Reiki one and Reiki (laughs) two and and I'm supposed to show up this weekend and I don't even believe what I'm done you know I've spent my money already Mm-hmm. And uh, so I showed up, sure enough, and uh, I was sitting next to this guy, and I asked him, do you believe in this stuff that we're going to do? And he went, nope, I sure don't. <laughs> and I said, we could leave. <laughs> he went, I can't go. And I said, yeah, you can go. We can go together. It'll make a better impact. You know, nobody wants to leave on their own. Uh-huh. You know that, don't right. you? Right. It's much better to leave in a group. It makes a better <laughs> statement. And uh, he said, I can't go. I have to bring the papers home for my wife. She wants, She sent me here, and I have to get those papers, or, or I'm just in trouble. And I went, oh, okay. So I, th- I figured, well, I have to stay now, you know, and it's probably true she wouldn't give us the money. So, And what Ira said, I was the toughest nut, nut she ever had to crack. <laughs> so, and all through the whole day, whatever happened, I, which, which I would never disclose because we were told never to talk about what happened in the class or disclose any of the symbols or anything like that. Right. And I've always honored that. Right. Um, 
I just, you know, people were saying, oh, I went to the beach in my meditation, and oh, I went there and I did this. I had nothing at all, nothing. Mm -hmm. Uh, I had black. (laughs) That was it. And when we worked on each other, I didn't feel a thing, nothing. But they'd say, oh, Mara, your hands are so hot. And I thought, oh, just like everybody else, they're just lying to make me feel better. So I left that first day completely disillusioned by the whole whole experience. I didn't feel anything. I didn't believe them. I was disillusioned. And I go home, and my mother has come to visit me. She had a key to my house. And she said, where have you been all day? I've been trying to get a hold of you. I said, well, I, I've just been done a course. <laughs> and uh, she said, what? Speak up, speak up. <laughs> and I was like, I'm trying to be, you know, like, I don't, because she'll just, she'll tell me I've just been stupid, you know, <laughs> knowing my mother. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I said Reiki, like, slurring it, so she didn't, couldn't hear me. And she said, I didn't understand you. Would you please speak clearly? What have you been doing? And I said, I did a Reiki course, so there. And she said, what? Fool thing have you wasted your money on now? And I said, it's not foolish. It's about channeling energy, Mother. And she said, oh, my God, Mari. <laughs> and then I just did this whole this whole begging. I begged her, let me touch you. I'll show you what I mean. Here I am not even believing what I've just done. And now I'm trying to talk her into believing something I don't believe in. <laughs> so I asked her, let me put my hands on your knees. No, you cannot touch me. Don't be ridiculous. Well, finally she gave in. I put my hands on her knees. And, of course, what do I say? What are you feeling? Well, that's the worst question you can ask anybody, you know. So (laughs) she says, I don't feel a thing. Don't be silly, you know. So I took my hands away, and then she left, and I beat myself up the whole evening about wasting money, wasting time. I should have never done it. You know, I could hardly sleep the whole night long because I've got to go back the next day Mm -hmm. or because I've spent my money. But then she called me in the morning and she said, listen, on your way home, stop by the house and do some more Reiki on me because I slept so good and I didn't have any pain in my knees the whole whole night. And I'm like totally gobsmacked because <laughs> <laughs> she felt it and I didn't feel it, you know, uh-huh. so that, that, that was my first, first client, <laughs> my mother. <laughs> and uh, so I had no intention of ever going further with it you know I wanted to see if it would work for me I certainly didn't want to teach Reiki that was not in the cards for me as far as I was concerned and about four days later I went into the bank and you know have you have did your teacher tell you that you know you things will subtly change for you and people may notice a change but you don't notice it yeah did your teacher tell you that (laughs) yeah yeah okay well, see, I didn't believe what Ira said. That was just silly. That was nonsense as far as I was concerned. And I hate to admit this, so the world is listening, I know. But <laughs> when, I used to lis- when I used to look at a child, they'd cry. I would just die inside when that happened. It was like I had a sign on the outside of me that said, go away, dumb fool, you know, or uh, keep out or something. Mm-hmm. That, was my, that was my energy, keep, keep away, because... I just was so hurt inside, I projected all that outside. I'd been raped and molested and beaten all my life. So that that, that was just a keep out sign. And children pick up on that, you know, so they, they just would cry. So here I go into the bank for the office. I'm standing in line. And what am I standing behind? A mother with her child. And I'm going, oh, great. So 
So I have to, I don't want to look at the child, of course, because I'll make her cry. So I'm looking at the ceiling. <laughs> I'm counting all the holes in the ceiling tiles, you know. Then I look down. I'm counting the stars and the carpet squares. <laughs> I'm doing everything I can to avoid this child because I don't want her to cry. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. the mother taps me on the shoulder and she says, you are the rudest woman I have ever known in my whole life. My daughter has been trying to get your attention all this time and you're just ignoring her. And then I had to look at her. And when I did, she jumped into my arms and cuddled me and I just broke into tears because that child saw something in me that I hadn't seen in me. Wow. She recognized something she recognized the light you know mm-hmm. and of course we don't have those words when you <laughs> when you get out of a course right you don't go up to somebody and say oh the quality of light and love in you is so mo- much more profound mean, <laughs> 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 you, you don't know what to say usually you go oh did you get your hair cut or is that a new blouse or something they can't language what they're seeing right in you you know so that was my big aha moment, you know. You know, for now, me, it's been, they, they talk uh-huh. about my complexion. Lately, everybody yeah. is telling me how amazing my complexion is. And yes, it's yeah. changed some because I'm sure the light's shining through, but it's not sure. in a jar or a bottle. I mean, I can tell you what I use, but what I have is light. And that's what, yeah. what they're seeing, but they don't know what they're seeing. You're so right. No, it's a translucence of your skin, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the light. It's like light pouring through you. Yeah. Yes. That's why people say, well, can you tell when people have taken Reiki? I say, you don't have a sign hanging on you. <laughs> it's the love. It's the love that fills you. Yeah. Well, what's the difference between me that's just taken Reiki and you that's done Reiki a long time? It's that we trust it and we've done our work. And the vehicle of love is there inside of us. It permeates us. So that when we walk in the room, it's something that they can feel. Yeah. That's what Yeshua said. People will see that in a, it's not like going to knock them over, but they feel your presence in the room because it's love that's walking into the room. Right. Yeah. So that's what they experience. Wow, there's something different about this person. I want to know more about it. It's just you, mm-hmm. but it's the love that's in, it's the love that's present in you. You know, source energy, it's source in you. Right. <laughs> so our job is just to keep ourselves clear. Yes, absolutely. To use the energy. The more you use it, the more it's present. You know, so. <laughs> well, Mari, Here's can I ask you how you, arm. how did you go from hmm? taking this class, which you took here in the U.S., right? Yeah, in 1980. Mm-hmm. So how did your path progress from that to actually all this work that you've done worldwide with Reiki? Mm-hmm. Well, I started teaching Reiki. People started hearing about it, and like I was asked to go to Arkansas and teach, and I did. I taught my first class in in Houston, and I thought that I'd do something wrong, and they probably their feet would come on and not their hands. That was my biggest fear. <laughs> didn't happen. Although I have to tell you that people's feet can be the vehicle that Reiki goes through because I did a class in California, and it was a one of my students was had been a thalidomide baby, so he didn't have any arms. So he gave Reiki with his feet. Wow. Yeah. And, by the way, what we learn in Nicodin Reiki is Yeshui treated with his feet. And his eyes, 
and his breath. So how does that work? Can you explain that a little bit for us? You can look with your eyes, and the energy goes through your eyes to the parts of the body you're looking at. You can blow very softly on a place, and that treats the, the place. In Yikid and Reiki, you learn those things. I've had some experience of that, receiving that. It is very powerful, the blowing. And some of it has come to me intuitively as I've just been working with somebody, and I can't explain that at all, how you just get this intuition that if you do this or that, it's going to help. But you see, I used to think I was a Reiki heretic because I was doing that already. And then when I did Yikid and Reiki, I found out that that was some things that that, that Yushui did as part of the natural treatment. And then I went, oh... I always felt like I had this little, I don't know, I saw him with me for Mm -hmm. years and years and years. I thought there was this little Japanese guy with me. But I was so closely aligned with with Takata and that there was no, you know, she'd said that he was born so long ago and it was way back when, you know, the history was what, it was askew. And then then when we found out more about Yeshui, then I went, oh, well, he's that that little guy that's been with me all this time. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so when you get to know the whole history of Reiki, it's amazing how you just come into this whole, the whole lineage is right there. It's very clear, you know. It's, it's a very ancient practice, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So they use yeah. this medically in other parts of the world. You've been involved in that, right? Bringing this as sure. a medicine. I, well, I worked with doctors. I've worked with doctors all the time. I've been doing Reiki. It's been fantastic. I I treated people in the hospital in the Czech Republic. I worked. I I taught. It's very funny. I came to Czech Republic after praying where to go, and I was told to go to Czech. And I didn't even know where it was, but I thought it was behind the Iron Curtain. And my whole idea about Iron Curtain were like Iron Curtains hanging from, you know, like the curtains in your living room. and I learned so much about myself being in an Eastern European country. But um, so I was teaching English at a regional hospital uh, in Liberets, and the head of that hospital became the health minister for the country for for Czech Republic. But in the meantime, what I did was I was teaching conversational English to all the department heads, all the what they call primas, or the heads of all the departments of medicine. And so they wanted to know when I was really not teaching English what I did, and I told them about Reiki. Well, they were so interested in it that they had me work in a ward of septicemia. So it was quite uh, quite usual when they did surgery that people got septic because they operated with the windows open in the surgery room oh, wow. to keep it cooler. And they didn't have a real good sterile field. It was like working in a mass unit. I used to say, if I ever had to have surgery, get me out of the country. Because you know, <laughs> I just saw because I was taken back there, I was shown all the back the back parts of the hospital. That's wild. And uh, they asked me to come back and work with somebody in the septic ward. And I put a gown and mask and everything on and went back there and worked with this woman who was dying. She had uh, cut, they had cut the common bile duct when they get did, took her gallbladder out, and they didn't expect her to live very long. And so I was working with that area where she was septic, and all the fluids looked really bad, and she had very high fevers. And so I worked with her. 
And I couldn't speak Czech at that time. And she, what she said to the translator was with me when she was covered up too. She was a retired doctor. That it felt like an angel was sitting with her. And I put my hands on her and she just uh, said it's so, her hands are so warm, but she's an angel. I can see her. She's an angel that's sitting there with me. And um, I went back the next day and she was up walking around pushing her pole and the fluids that were coming out of her were clear. Wow. The doctors were, were astounded that she had rallied so fast, you know. And the next day I came back, and she was just throwing up all this um, emotion off of her. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was amazing to just watch all this emotion. I could just feel the emotions coming off. Her name was Maria. Maria. And, um, the, again, the translator was there, and she said, I've never seen anything like it. You could just see the emotion just wafting off of her, you know. She said, that's all I can explain. It just feels like layers and layers of emotion coming off of her. She wasn't crying, but it was just like all this emotion was just flying away. And I put my hand on her, and uh, I kissed her forehead, you know, and uh, and did Reiki, but I kissed her forehead several times, you know, and patted her, Mm -hmm. almost like a mother would do a child, you know, when when they're afraid. A lot of fear came away, and I, I rocked her like a baby. And then the next day I came back, she was gone. And I said, what happened to her? And they said, she passed away. And I was just totally crushed. And what I realized was I had gotten um, um, attached to the outcome of her, you know, and that where we're always told is don't be attached to the outcome, you know. Yeah. And I was just so saddened by that. And I asked them if I could call uh, from their phone because I had no money at all. Could I call from their phone because they have a long, they had a long distance service in the main office of the hospital? Could I call my friend in the Netherlands, just like my spiritual sister? And they said yes. So I called her and I told her what happened. And she told me, "You broke." like a commandment. <laughs> I said, what have I done? She said, you got um, too close mm-hmm. emotionally to her. You must always work and not be uh, tied to her, um, uh, tied to the outcome of your client. Mm-hmm. You must let that all r- run off of you like the water off a duck's back. Give her, treat her, and be compassionately detached. And you tell your students that when you teach but you didn't pay attention to your own words. And I said, that's true. She said, this is a big lesson for you. Remember the lesson. That's what she told me. And then, of course, I had to hang up. So I asked if they were going to do an autopsy. Normally, they don't do autopsies on people. Very rare. But because they were so interested in what the Reiki had done, mm-hmm. you know, because they didn't know how it would work, and they thought they said they weren't worried that if I killed her or not because she was going to die anyway. That was really <laughs> oh, crazy. Gosh. So they decided they'd do an autopsy because they wanted to do like an investigation. They were so amazed when they did the autopsy because where I had worked over her gallbladder and liver area was healthy, totally healed, pink, healthy tissue. She had died of an upper respiratory infection. Wow. She had to die. It was her time to die. Yes. But what had happened when I was with her was 
she could let go of all that fear and angst and pain and die very gently. Yes. So the Reiki had helped her pass in a very beautiful way. It gave her peace. It gave her peace, yes. And I could witness that. But what I needed to remember was never get attached to the outcome. So I had a firsthand experience of that. That's really a very powerful story. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, let me ask you, uh, that's just a beautiful story. And you have a lot of those kind of stories from the work that you've done. How are we coming here in the United States with embracing Reiki as medicine? You know, it's interesting because I, I, um, I just had three heart surgeries uh, in April. I had a stent put in and then, uh, and then it, they, it nicked my heart and then they pinched a branch on that. So I changed uh, doctors. <laughs> yeah. And I went to a new a cardiologist. And interestingly enough, they both, he and his, one of the doctors that in, that's in partnership with him, I, I haven't talked to the other one, but I think I will this next time I go. I was there this past um, Tuesday, and uh, my doctor said, this is our Reiki lady, you know, and uh, I gave him one of my books, uh, Reiki for Common Ailments, because he's going to India, and he wanted, to, re- he wanted uh, to read one of my books. And the guy, his other partner said, oh, I've had Reiki in India, and it was marvelous. I, it helped my back so much, and he asked me if, I, if he could hold my hand, and I said, sure, I gave him my hand. He said, oh, it's marvelous. Your hand has so much energy in it. And then my doctor said, let me hold your hand, and I gave it to him. I said, now, be careful because you know I'm going to come to work here in this office. Mm-hmm. And he said, hmm, that's an idea. So I planted a seed now. Yes. Because okay. he only does, they only do, all the doctors only do surgery one day a week. They believe that they need to spend more time with their patients. They don't have a mill. They take time with their patients. That's good. And I said, this is a perfect complement to what you do. You refer people for massage and other things. This is just like that. So he's got my book, and it's got about allopathic. It talks about allopathic medicine, how it's treated. There's pictures of everything. And then it has about Reiki and other complementary medicines that go with it. So he's, I'm giving him something to plant a seed in his mind because this is what I want to do. I'd love to work with him. That'd be so wonderful. Well, let me ask you an obvious question that I think our listeners would mm-hmm. ask if they could. Can, mm-hmm. can you do Reiki on yourself to heal your heart? What are the boundaries, if oh, any, sure. of Reiki? Oh, sure, absolutely. If I didn't have Reiki, I'd be dead now because to have a nicked artery, I would have bled out. I know I would be dead. So you've been doing Reiki on yourself? Oh, I've been doing Reiki, and hundreds of people, uh, thousands of people have been sending me energy. Oh, sure. I think sometimes when people look at the holistic path and they say, well, you know, she swore by this, but here she is sick, they can get lost in the same thing (laughs) you were talking about. They're missing that, that it's already helping you because they're attached to what that should look like, just like you were talking about. Well, you know, here's first, I'm a woman, okay, I'm a mother, I'm a grandmother, and Reiki, first of all, I don't like the term master anyway. What am I master of? Reiki's mastering me. Okay, I'm a teacher, but I teach, it's sort of like I I help people get reconnected. It's our birthright, okay? 
all I'm doing is helping people tune the radio station back to Radio Reiki. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I get to witness that reconnection, or it's like a chimney sweep that comes and cleans out the chimney so that the fire works better, okay? And you, so you have an introduction to something, and your practice, you're using Reiki is what teaches you, is what, when I rolled up my sleeves in, in Czech Republic, and I worked 17, 20 hours a day seeing people, you know, I that that was my education, my education has been working with Reiki and working with people because that energy flows through me. I get the energy. I don't pass my cooties on. <laughs> <laughs> they, they get a treatment. I get to witness their miracles yeah. because they're yeah. using the energy. I'm not doing anything. I'm not controlling it. They're getting it. They're working on it. They're getting it on the me- mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual levels. And I, and I get to witness. I'm a witness to miracles. Wow, I'm a witness to my own miracles. You know, I've seen so many miracles, you know. And then because I'm a human being, doesn't mean I'm not going to get a cold or I'm not going to have something happen to me. I get out of balance. If I don't watch it, I get a big wake-up call, giant wake-up call in my heart. Yeah, right. it's my giant wake-up call. You've been a trailblazer as a woman doing this work all over the world. I know women that that admire me for getting in my car and driving across Texas by myself. And you've literally gone around the world on this, literally following a call. And you, you told me a story about finding yourself in an airport and you'd lost all your identity. And you, you want to share that story (laughs) with me again today, please? (laughs) Well... I was going to go to Colombia, and I had my purse. And uh, so I, here I am in the airport, and I went to buy Western things for Tadalia Maguchi and for Arjava, and then the organizer in Colombia. So I bought him like, you have to buy him Western things, right? So I bought him sheriff's badges and all this other stuff. <laughs> and I didn't have room to put them anywhere else, so I took out my purse, and I put them in this bag with my passport in it, and I had, so I had my purse, and then I had this bag with all their stuff in it. And I left my purse behind when we got to board the plane. Well, fortunately, it was found and locked up in Houston. But it had my charge cards and my money in it. So I'm, I get off the plane in Columbia and realize I don't have my purse. Wow. I did have my ticket and my passport. So the first week was no big deal because I'm... Uh, I'm a speaker, (laughs) and I'm talking about these techniques that I've learned to use with Reiki, which is uh, a muscle muscle technique that I use, which is fantastic, which I just did in Toronto, and another one. And Tadao is just amazed by what happens when he sees the body change that I do. And Arjava was there, and so we had this wonderful week in Colombia. It was fantastic. The people there are great. And then they asked me to stay and take the uh, take the Yikadin course, and I'd love to do it, but I don't have any money, <laughs> you know. And I've got a ticket that's like can't be changed, and I work for this nonprofit, More to Life, and I'm only only one that works there, so I can't just call them up and say, "Hey, I've decided to stay an extra week in, <laughs> in Colombia." So I have all these things that just it's impossible. It's just totally impossible. You know how your mind does, yes, or my mind does, yes. I'm Capricorn, so uh, <laughs> so 
so uh, no, no, I can't do it. And they're all and they're all begging me to stay. All these wonderful Colombian people that are just so warm blooded and you know Latin. So yes. Um, so every time I'd say no, all of a sudden it would turn into a yes. I'm in the I'm in a taxi with Tadao and Arjava. They're taking me to the airport, and the last thing that happens is that the ticket gets changed to a yes, and my boss my bosses have said, of course you can stay. Beautiful. And Arjava funds me the money and tells me not to worry about paying me back until I can. <laughs> so then I take the course. And I here I have all these people that I've that, you know, are my students and and they're just saying, Don't worry about it and I go, Oh my god, what do I do now? Because it's so pure. Yikidin is so pure, it's so simple. It's not mixed up with anything. It's just pure. Reiki, it's from the source, it's from Yeshui. And, and, and so we learned that maybe we could call misspelled words, you know. You just tell your students you, that we learned with misspelled words. I said, I can't even get a hold of 55,000 people and tell them misspelled a word. Because <laughs> they're all in a database in Czech Republic, and a lot of them are Czech, you know, or Polish or Russian or whatever. And he said, don't worry about it, Mari, you just took the course, just... And, oh, by the way, would you be my organizer in the United States? And I'm going, sure. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) So that's how it started. That's how it started. I love that story because it's such a powerful reminder for all of us that when it's our time to do something, the universe makes a way. A way is made for us. And we worry so much about the how, how things are going to happen. And if we let go of the how and just stay present, and, and own yeah. the possibilities, a way is made for us, isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> it's just crazy. It's just <laughs> like I worry about, I want to have a full-time practice now and full-time teaching and let go of my part-time job, and it's happening without me. Isn't that it's amazing? It's absolutely happening without me. Tell me how and what I that looks thinking, like. Well, I, you know, I thought, well, I have to work and I have to have enough money save so I can pay my bills and you know you have you have this idea what it looks like it's Mm got to be I've got to have so much money in the bank and I I have to I have to have so many clients and I have to it's all you know it's all in your head you have to you have this whole idea and you've got the checklist how it's got to look and I got to have my web pages ready and it's all happening with all those things not in place (laughs) I think they're going to let me go (laughs) they came and had a talk with me and said you know you're getting old and you haven't been able to handle things because you've been ill well sure i've been ill i had three heart surgeries in one month (laughs) wow (laughs) i just wrote him a note and said i'm not quitting (laughs) really it's so funny it's just so funny I feel your story so deeply. I think there are many of us, I've spoken with many just in the last few days that are going through such deep transitions and, and it's true. It feels like life is picking us up and sweeping us along and we just don't have to worry about it. But our mind has, has a little bit of difficulty letting go of the way it thinks it needs to look, right? <laughs> Absolutely. And when one door closes we, and, and we're sitting in the, in the hallway waiting for the other door to open, we're scared to death. What should we do in the hallway? Well, you know what I've decided to do? I'm going to dance. I'm just going to dance in the hallway. 
And I am going to laugh because what else is there to do? Why are we going to worry in the hallway? Because Creator gave us a hallway. Why don't we just play in the hallway? That's perfect. (laughs) That's perfect. (laughs) You know, because if you worry and then you're filled with fear, what you get to create is more fear. Well, that's, that's what you do. Your mind creates your reality. Some of us have had a bit of a journey coming from a very fear-based childhood to dancing. And we're getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> Absolutely. But if you just remember how powerful your mind is, and I am talking to myself right now, okay? <laughs> Mari, are you listening? Because <laughs> I just went through this whole thing. I'm just going, well, I have this to do and I have that to do. I set up a fund to go fund me, you know, asking people to help me create my dream, you know, of helping people. Oh, that's beautiful. To help them remember their divinity, you know. And people have responded, but that whole, even the whole mortal life community hasn't responded to me. It's like the very people that I've been serving all this time have not been tuned into me, you know. Well, I should get that message pretty loud and clear. (laughs) Oh, wow. We all should. (laughs) Yes, and Mari just... Just drop it and just dance in the hallway. <laughs> the door will open. <laughs> oh, it will, it will. Please tell us where we can look online to find out about your fund. It's GoFundMe forward slash MariHall.com. Perfect. And that's M-A-R-I-H-A-L-L. And your actual website is MariHall.com also, right? Right. It's under construction. Okay. It's under construction. <laughs> so are I, we, right? <laughs> but because what's happened is I've done it again. I've given to everyone else and put me last in line. This is interesting how I keep telling people to put themselves first. Open their date timer and get a day in there for themselves to have a day of relaxation, rejuvenation, or go to the beach or get a girlfriend or a guy friend and go go do something fun. And I'm the last one to do that for myself. So practice what I preach. You are speaking it's to all of do, us. <laughs> it's not do as I say. It's do what I do, you know. Right. And the other thing is, and I was talking about this in Toronto this weekend, is um, don't be a doobie. <laughs> doobie 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 mm-hmm. don't just do it's about being be quiet listen because in the listening is where you hear that soft sweet voice of creator talking to you and I certainly have had that time recovering from these surgeries to listen And what I hear is be still. And the other thing I hear is this. Follow your passion. What is it you're passionate about? Because when you do what you're passionate about, the money will come. You know, the money will come. And that's another one of those we have to let go of what we think it's going to look like, right? Because the money doesn't come from where we think it's going to come from. No, not at all. It doesn't come from where you think it's going to come from. It doesn't. (laughs) Absolutely not. 
it just comes from the most unexpected places. It really does. Yes, and learning how to receive that when it's not where we expected it to come from or the way we thought it would look. Learning how to receive has been a huge lesson for me. Oh, absolutely. And Open continues to be. And say, thank you, and be gracious about it. Yes. And know, and know, and, and when, and know how to ask. Ask for help. Ask for help. People want to help you. They do. Yes, they do. And it doesn't have to look like it has to be a certain way. You know, I, I wrote in my GoFundMe I, or, uh, letter I recently sent out to the students, I just need some help putting folders together. Come over and let's laugh together and put fold, folders together. <laughs> well, put me down for that because I want to come connect with you anyway, so I will help you put folders together while we connect. <laughs> I want you to come and sit in my garden. We'll just laugh and have fun. That's what I want you to do. That sounds very magical. <laughs> and anybody else that's close to Houston, come on and be in my garden with me. <laughs> that's a huge opportunity. Huh. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Come and be in my garden. I love that. I would love that. You bring such a gift of laughter and joy and that that without the Reiki, just that, that beautiful heart of yours is so healing. And then the Reiki too, which is just more love. Well, that's what I that's what I've learned when I've been recovering, that it's life is just too short not to laugh. And not to and especially not to laugh at myself. <laughs> really, because, you know, come on. It, I've just taken myself too seriously. <laughs> Boy, isn't that the truth? We can all learn that one. Absolutely. That's a good recipe for li- for living. Have laughter and joy every day and don't take yourself so seriously. That's perfect advice. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, Mari, I so appreciate you taking the time to be with us today. Have you got anything coming up that you want to let people know about? I mean, we've sent them to your fund, absolutely. Anything else you want uh-huh. to share? I've got a Shodan class, which is like Reiki 1, June 20th and 21st, and an Okadan class, which is level 2, July 11th and 12th, at my home. Wonderful. I like to teach at my house. You can call me on the phone at 832-282-4454 or write to me at Mari. It's Mari at MariHall.com. And I can send you some more information. I'll be here in Connecticut until the 21st, but I'll be on email so I can forward you something. Well, thank you, especially traveling and being away like this for taking the time to visit with us. You're a beautiful soul, and I can't wait to know you better myself. (laughs) I'm looking forward to it. I really am. I'm sending lots of hugs to you and to everybody. I love to hug. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. We're going to have fun. Well, thank you so much, and, and bless you for the beautiful light that you're shining in the world. Thank you. Well, thank you, and I know that you're doing the same thing. So We're sisters under the skin. Yes, we are. Yeah, for sure. Blessings to you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. Do you have a moving story about your own journey and natural healing path you'd like to share? Drop us a note. Info at journeyofpossibilities.com. Until next time, this is Cheryl Sitz reminding you to use your passions and make a bigger difference. Let's co-create holistic sustainability for ourselves and for our planet. Namaste. Namaste.